When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to For All Mankind by Story Archives. I'm your host, Mario Busto, alongside the other host, Zachary Newton. Welcome back. We're back with what most certainly will be the last episode of 2023, which is going to be a big one. It's going to be a doubleheader. We're doing For All Mankind, Season 4, Episode 7, and Episode 8, and we're going to be covering everything that occurred from a high level there. Diving into the best parts as the season is heating up. And uh, we're just trying to keep up because it's the holiday seasons and we have the doubleheaders kind of hitting us across the head. So we're doing a doubleheader episode on For All Mankind now. And we're going to be doing a Monarch Legacy of Monsters doubleheader probably next Wednesday. And then back on track after that, more than likely. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, though. This season's shaping up to be, I think, one of my one of my favorite at least going on right now like this show is definitely taking the cake for me i I like it a lot more than i'm liking like a monarch though i do i do enjoy monarchs don't get me wrong um but this one's really solid like this season has brought this show back around for me i was not i was not digging the last season too much but Mm -hmm. we're there like i I'm, i'd be excited very excited if if we continue this into a fifth sixth season yeah, um, it's it's one of those where it's kind of interesting, right? Like For All Mankind is kind of going where where no where no show has gone before, where as well maybe not no show has gone before, but there's just these twists and turns that you just don't see coming, and and the big one here in episode seven titled "Crossing the Line" is where the strike's over. Dev has had his badass businessman moment where he, you know kind of Old Testament Gideon style, like pours his sugar on the ground and is really secretly selecting who are going to be his core team members. Uh, and single-handedly ends the strike and then approaches Ed for a crazy opportunity to steal Goldilocks, to steal the asteroid. And instead of it going back to the orbit of Earth, it, keep it in the uh, Mars orbit in order for the Mars or the Martians to... I guess lucratively make take the most of this profit and build a new society over here. Yeah, I'm not sure what they're gonna do with the asteroid once they actually get it. Assuming they get it, right? Like, I yeah, mean, yeah. I'm I, rooting for them to get it. Yeah, I'm rooting for them. Yeah, I mean, if if I were you know voting which team I'm on, I'm I'm definitely on uh, on Dev's team here, trying to steal that asteroid. That's that'd be pretty epic. Though I don't know how we're gonna get around the issues of mining the asteroid, right? Because I feel like a lot of what we found out in the previous episode, episode six, um, is that there's a lot of equipment that needs to be built and sent over to Mars just to mine it. Now, now I know part of that was so that they could bring it back to Earth, right? Like mine yeah. it and then bring the materials back to Earth that they did mine. But um, I, I don't think Mars is set up to, you know, actually mine that asteroid and, Mm-mm. you know, process Mm-mm. whatever's there. Like you're going to have to construct things. And that's 
I mean, look, if, if anybody could do it, it would be Dev because he's got the resources on Earth and could still pay and probably foot the bill to, uh, yeah. you know, build some of those ships and bring it over to Mars so they could finish mining it. But I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure how they're going to actually achieve that just yet. I think the big thing there is not so much how they're going to achieve it. It's more that if their plan succeeds the asteroid is permanently in Mars orbit. Like it cannot be taken out of its orbit. Yeah. So the the plan is really just to make themselves necessary, right? It's yeah. pretty much like you guys got to go through us now. You have to do business with us now. You can't just take it. Because once the asteroid's over there, Helios doesn't really have any leverage. Dev has no leverage. And then the majority of the good of this asteroid is not going to go to Mars, right? So now he can ultimately create like this freaking golden society over in mars if he has goldilocks i I did not mean to do the play on words there but um (laughs) you can see why he would want to steal this thing and it's funny because we've all kind of like ed's going off the rails here man i mean in episode seven and eight like after the strike goes bad i literally wrote like ed has no purpose now like danielle has pretty much excommunicated him excommunicado on the ship right (laughs) and then you have um Dev and the strike pretty much takes him out of that position as like rebel rouser. Yeah. And uh, then Dev comes out with like perhaps the most badass ending of any For All Mankind episode with like the DMX outro, you know, <laughs> which is just an asteroid with me, <laughs> w- which immediately turned everybody, even you, who was ki- who was kind of getting annoyed with Ed in yep. previous episodes. And immediately you turned into like the gang. You turned into like, all right, let's steal this asteroid. Like, yeah, it. man, I this, is, this, is Ed. this is the Ed I want. This is Ed coming back, man. He's got a purpose. Even though in reality, in, in real life, we'd all be rooting for Danielle more than likely, um, mm-hmm. simply because they're they're literally stealing the asteroid. But whatever, you know. I guess there's no rules here, right? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, there's clearly some rules because I mean they they had to send uh, uh, Ed's little girlfriend back to Earth uh, for her crimes of accidentally killing somebody. So like there 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 are some rules, and I, I still feel like the politics of Earth plays out on Mars here. So. Not, I mean, it's a lot more difficult to enforce them, that's for sure, but they still don't exist. Think, don't you think Ed is probably just getting to the point where Dev reads him clearly. He says, you know, Ed, me and you are the same. We don't want to go back to Earth. It's clear you don't want to go back to Earth. I don't want to go back to Earth, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Ed is also, although he's a rebel, he's always kind of played by the rules, right? Like this higher order, right? Yeah. And what's kind of happened this season is, I think he's tired of kowtowing. Is that the word? Kowtowing? I, I think it is. It's kowtowing. Uh, kowtowing to pretty much people who are not looking up for what he wants, right? And so, earlier in the season, they take his girl, right? Mm-hmm. Now, he had like a purpose with the strike, so he was siding with the workers, right? Yeah. And then now, he wants to stay on Mars. So, at this point, he's kind of like, forget the military, forget what I'm doing. I know I got devils going to get my back, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm always going to have a job at Helios probably. Um, I'm going to just go with Dev here and I'm going to steal this asteroid. I'm going to do what the hell I want to do because mm-hmm. everybody back at Earth is doing what's good for Earth. Nobody's doing what's good for us up here. Yeah. So, F it. Let's just like break the rules and, and take the asteroid. I, I'm very curious to see what rift we, we may end up seeing between uh, Helios and every country on Earth. 
I'm team Helios now, man. I'm team. I Helios. mean, look, I'm looking forward to it too. Like, I'm I'm tired of the 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 American Russian the Korean bullshit. politics the going bullshit. on. Like, it's, it, it's it's like such crap. Like the geopolitical I mean, look, it's entertaining. bullshit. It's yeah. entertaining, but like, I, yeah, I'm totally on Helios side here. I think yeah, it's yeah. really interesting to kind of see what the business is gonna do. Yeah. Um, and you know, I those countries don't want to see Mars prosper. They they want to use Mars to make Earth prosper more. Like, there isn't gonna be any real community on mars if, if i think anybody on earth and anybody in government has any say in this like they just they're not pushing the boundaries they're not trying to advance civilization on mars and that's what that's what dev wants to do and that, that's what i find very intriguing about his position and that's why i'm rooting for him well we do have a kind of Chekhov's gun situation here because they did tell us that not only does the kgb have assets in happy valley but so does the cia yeah. so if dev does pull this off he essentially becomes public enemy number one to every country in the country. M7 alliance, right? Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see what would occur if Dev becomes this sort of... Because it seems like he just wants to be kind of Lord of Mars, right? Yeah. Uh, that seems to be Dev's end goal here. But I got to say, he's exponentially more interesting with these character twists this season of learning more about his relationship with his father and his mother and then mm -hmm. not wanting to go back to Earth. Like, Dev has become... <laughs> There's depth to him. Yes. Yes. There's a depth that like, he's no longer that shallow character of previous seasons. And I think For All Mankind really does, in a short period of time, they do things really well. They do character development in like small bursts in, mm -hmm. in singular scenes incredibly well. And Dev this season, the way they developed him was, you know, you start with him on the beach looking up at the stars, right? He's looking yeah. kind of like hopeless, right? You got this chick who comes up to him very like anti- establishment like oh who says you own this beach you know whatever mm -hmm. uh that whole thing then he goes and tells his mom off pretty much says like you left me and me and dad right so she he has no earthly attachments anymore right yeah he doesn't feel connected to i don't know what it was it was like some kenyan i think it was like african or something like uh some african community center that his mother was like volunteering yeah. at so he felt no attachment to that community um Everybody that was in his company that he was like building towards kind of betrayed him and backstabbed him, right? He, yeah. he, he bridges that gap and makes peace with Kelly Baldwin, right? Mm -hmm. um, in, a, in a weird way, he's kind of like an uncle to Alex, like some kind of like, you know what I mean? Like not related, but in the same way, kind of like an uncle uh, to the kid, yeah, right? Uh, in a way that he's seeing kind of a redemption of a mother through Kelly. Who's bringing yeah. her kid with her tomorrow? So he, he he's very much at a point where he's tired of the BS. He's tired of the fake people. He's tired of the people who are sacrificing uh, morals for the bottom dollar, which is kind of rich, considering I'm sure he had to do that to become a billionaire at some point. You know, where yeah. he was at one point wanting to become a billionaire, right? So um, as he's doing that kind of line of sugar, telling everybody, "Hey, I'm gonna pay you up to a million dollars if you cross this line." You're going to make like four times what you're earning now. Quadruple bonus. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> like almost everybody's saying yes to that, but it, it's like that Gideon situation, right? You know, where there's 300, only we can't have more than uh, 300 soldiers because then you'll start to brag about, you know, that maybe you got the victory, you know? And then we're going to be very specific about how these people are drinking water, you know? So he pretty much filters out everybody who wasn't down to stick to the cause stick to the striking cause so yeah i have a feeling now his his sort of oval office is going to be or his cabinet is going to be ed k 
Kelly Baldwin, even though her allegiance is unclear at this point, which side she's going to go on. I'm sure she's not going to be too happy hearing that her father is using her son as a, 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 <laughs> a, a, a robbing accomplice here, sending him through air vents to uh, yeah. go get, you know, discriminators. I was so and nervous in that scene too. Dude, <laughs> dude. You know, the thing was, is that the storyline is so interesting, right? And then if you know if Alex gets caught, it all goes to crap, right? Like they, yeah. the whole the whole gig is up, the whole jig is up, or whatever. Um, Sam is also becoming a more integral part of this resistance now too. Mm-hmm. And then the randos that you have there that are also part of the thing. I, I, there's like this random, like there's a couple different strikers. Like there's like a, a Spanish dude who's pretty cool, but I don't even know that guy's name. He's just been like in every scene as like the He's most trusted. There. Strike yeah. accomplice, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not familiar with his name either. I only know the the core characters here. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm assuming. I'm assuming the way this show goes, he'll eventually become way more interesting too. Because just speaking of a different character that comes up in episode eight, we see Sergey, who we, we haven't seen in a long time, and they establish his character so well. His, his kind of routine mm-hmm. is Walter White esque routine, right? Yeah, uh, he, he's teaching for a bunch of no good high schoolers who aren't interested in the fact that this guy's literally the former head of like the Soviet uh, astronaut program, which I'm sure <laughs> they don't know. Um, he's sick of it. He finds out Margot's back, and then he just alive. dips on his he life. Finds out Margot's alive, yeah, alive. Yes, yes, yeah. And then he goes, and in just a very short period of time, maybe less than five minutes, you've established Sergey. You have an attachment to him, and. And he's deciding to uh, fight for some some happiness in life, right? Because you can yeah. tell he's like still in love with Margot. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I was happy to see Sergey in this. I was hoping that we would get to see some sort of reunion from them because, I mean, it felt odd to just like break that off and like never go back to that that whole uh, that whole relationship. So I'm, I'm happy that we got to see something occur. But we found out some interesting bit of information in that very brief conversation that mm-hmm. the uh, now the head of Roscosmos is or, or was uh, Sergei's KGB handler. Irina, she's, yes. Yeah, she's yes. the one that basically had him go to the US and had him try and steal all of these plans and, and do, do all this crazy stuff. So it... I, I don't think uh, Margot is very safe, though I never really thought she was safe. It just adds like a whole nother level to this that I didn't expect. I don't know what to, because I wasn't shocked to find out that bit of information that Irina was my handler. I'm like, they're all KGB, man. Like, they're all like, you could tell she's KGB, right? You could have told that from before, like with the whole situation on the park bench. Oh, yeah. Like, what is Margot expecting? Even though she's like, they they establish a scene where she's very much getting into the rhythm of being a Russian and they're saying good morning to her and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, what happens if she doesn't go back to Russia? She, she's not going to be allowed to be undetained in the States. No. And then if they don't fail to secure Goldilocks, then she's truly done for. Because that would be the biggest failure for everybody, for all of the M7 Alliance, which I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for that to just completely, like for Dev able to secure that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see Dev secure it. Um, I don't know where Margo's going to go from here, honestly. Like, she, I feel like she's going to, she's exiled from everywhere, really. Like, she's not wanted in Russia, or at least won't be, especially if Dev takes the asteroid. Um, and nobody wants her, nobody wants her in the US. Where, where is she going to go? Like, what is she going to do? I feel like she's going to have to go hide in a rock somewhere. I don't, I have no idea what happens with Margo. I, I will say, 
and we haven't really mentioned this, with the whole stealing Goldilocks storyline, we go back to the emailer and I'm blanking on, on his name at the moment. Uh, was it Maurice? Uh, but, you know, maybe we can dig it up later. I think it was Maurice. I'm not sure if it was The, the recent email, right? No, it was from the beginning of the season where he was talking about For All Mankind becoming Star Trek or The Expanse. Mm. Like, I'm always a big proponent that a show shouldn't be around for a super long period of time. But if they do something here where Mars now gets this renaissance and then we skip forward in season five to a much more advanced Mars happy valley, right? Mm -hmm. I could see different storylines jutting out from that and new characters and things like that. And the show existing beyond Joel Kinnaman's character, Ed, you know? So yeah, I feel like For All Mankind could be like a 20 season show. Like it could just keep on going and going and going and projecting what civilization and mankind can achieve uh, in through space exploration. And then who knows, the last episode of the entire series is maybe like a blip on the radar that says like, hey, we're getting a strange reading outside the galaxy. What is that? And then it's like, just, they never say it's aliens. They never show the life form, but it's kind of like the what if. Yeah. And and then if a hundred years from now, aliens do exist, they re-green light for all mankind, and then we do another 20 seasons, <laughs> and it literally becomes Star Trek or Expanse, you know? Yeah. I mean, it would be... I, th- I feel like you could totally do it, honestly. Like, you could carry the show on forever. I mean, there there's no real end point. I mean, like, we're, we're, we're just continually moving more into, like, science fiction here uh, oh. as, as we progress in time. We could end up many thousands of years in the future and and have some sort of like foundation thing going on. Now, I don't think that's actually going to happen, but you could. You could carry it on. You could have those really big time jumps, time skips. I mean, we already have some, what, four years, eight years, things like that between some of these seasons. Like, it's possible. And we're going to have to move on from Ed's character. If this goes into a, a season five, which I can't, I cannot see them ending this season with, or ending the show with two more episodes left. I don't know how how we could do that. No, um, and feel okay with it. So I like I feel like the stories that I continue on, but we're we're moving past Ed's character. Like I can't see him being alive in the next season. No, I, I agree. I do think they need to introduce a, a new cast of young characters that we grow attached to. I don't know who's gonna take his place. Um, Kelly, could it be? Ke- yeah, but I don't. I don't think there's that. I don't have that same attachment to Kelly. As as I do to Ed and to Danielle, no. and to you know, and to those, I think it has to be someone else. You know, maybe a, maybe it'll be Dev. I've never seen. I don't know. I think I think it'll definitely be Dev. I think it'll be Miles has taken a turn into the dark. I mean, does does he come back to the character we liked at the beginning of the season eventually, or does he continue to become consumed by greed? I would say the latter is more uh, the direction I see his character heading in. Uh, but he's an interesting character too, who's kind of like descended into the shadows for the last couple of episodes. And then just now he's becoming useful again because they need him to get all the equipment for this uh, asteroid heist. Yeah. It's crazy. What, like the show just went from- What a chess piece. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The, the show just went from get an asteroid to mine it in Earth to Ocean's Eleven. We're going to have the biggest heist in the history of, of mankind. Like <laughs> out of nowhere, we just do that. And it turns into like a, a heist scene. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. So, and I, I, I still think they're going to be successful. I don't know that Miles is going to be able to like come back to the light side or something like that. I mean, he seemed. I don't think he's an evil guy, but he's made some really bad decisions. 
And he's he's, like he's, Walter, he's like clearly White, made man. a lot of enemies, man. Like he's, Ilya he's like Walter White is an, an, an enemy of him now. I mean, like I he's not gonna like him. He's not gonna like Milosh. Uh, Milosh, Milosh. No, I mean you're. Hold on, but he did shout out uh, Ilya in the episode. He, he, said, he did, right? Ilya like, the, like there's that. this respect that he has for him, but it doesn't matter. You still screwed him over, man. Like you, you yeah, stole yeah. his business that he's had since like freaking the moon. <laughs> and, and I mean, like that, like that's his way of making money. And you, you just, you took that away from him. Like, th- like there's no coming back on that. And then on top of that, now you're in bed with the Koreans. We still don't know what's going to happen with I did, the Koreans the and the fact that he can't smuggle uh, this guy's wife to Mars. By the way, I laughed um, when the CIA was talking to Eli. Yeah. And they were like, hey, we have, you know, we have found out that the KGB has an asset or two in Happy <laughs> Valley. And he's like, geez, what's going on? He's like, wait a minute. Are you saying we have assets up there? He's like, Eli, we're 20 feet away from the North Koreans. Like, like, what do you think? You think we're just not going to... And they have guns up there too, uh, apparently, Mm -hmm. that don't pierce through the walls, so they're safe there. Supposedly. I don't know how they would have tested those out, but uh, in those same conditions, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, that's something that's inevitably going to come out in the season. They wouldn't have told us if it wasn't an issue, but side note, I saw like a a picture. It was kind of like a meme. Yeah. It was saying, you know, we should divide the country in two halves. Uh, we should do one half is capitalist and one half is communist and then just step away for 70 years and come back and then see who's doing better. And then it was a picture of South Korea and North Korea and like all the lights are on in South Korea and none of the lights are on in North Korea. <laughs> it's just, you know, oh, reunited man. day. But it's, it's interesting because if the Russians land on the moon first, apparently the North Koreans get to Mars first. That That's how this works. So Apparently. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know how that actually plays out, but it did. Yeah. That's what yeah. happened here. That's yeah. what happened here. All right. Um, Danielle. All right. So there's something interesting with the strike, right? Um, here, I, think, I guess with all strikes, there's very few people who are irreplaceable, like in any venture. Okay. Yep. Very few workers who are irreplaceable, very few managers, very few leaders who are irreplaceable. These workers are only irreplaceable because it's inconvenient to get new ones up to Mars. Okay. Very inconvenient. Yeah. However, they pushed Danielle so far that she sent people through the sewage pipes pretty much <laughs> to the fuel generator and it backfired because they didn't have the proper training on these machines so it exploded. Yeah. Uh, These stri- the strike workers only have so much leverage until pe- pe- these people just say like, F you, we're going to just use our own workers and do what we got to do, you know? Yep. Um, which kind of reminds me of this. Um, There's a shopping center in South Miami mm-hmm. where... There's a dude who refused to sell his home to these developers. Yeah. And at a certain point, you're holding out, right, to get the most money you possibly can from the developers who need it to complete their thing. The developers built a whole shopping center around his house. So now the value of his home, it's like the strike workers. You go far enough and now you have zero leverage because nobody's buying your home from you. (laughs) And now, you know, which which sucks altogether. But... um, I think the strike workers who left didn't necessarily do a bad move taking Dev's offer because mm-hmm. at a certain point you do have to compromise that, you know. Well, don't, don't forget about the reason why they're there. The whole reason why everybody is on Mars is to make money. Like yeah. that's why they went there. All of these workers, like they went there for the big paycheck for their family back home. So I, like, I, I totally get it. I mean, like, I'd, I'd probably take the million dollar paycheck too. Oh, dude, you would have been pouring the sugar with him. 
You would have cut. You mean to finish that line? Yeah, you would have like, hey, you say, Dev, Dev district, district 13 over here. I handle the fuel pump uh, 14. Uh, you're holding the Domino sugar bag for him, just pouring oh it on. Oh, God. That's He's hilarious. Like, no, no, no. Um, but to be honest, like, who's not taking that? Like, the whole purpose of that strike is, hey, uh, we're trying to make more money. This guy's literally going to yeah. quadruple our pay and and pay us like a million dollars. Like, well, look at the look at the two the two primary people that that didn't take that right. Like, one was Ed, somebody who has nothing else to live for, which and I probably think has you, a, you've and probably mentioned. has a probably has a ton of money. I'm sure. Yeah, but what what, what does he need money for? Right, like no, I mean, he's like he's living like, in a little. Ha- you're, you're on Mars, like what, they're just yeah. gonna let you starve to death and die. Kraft's um, Parmesan cheese for Ed is like the happiest I've ever seen him on this show. It's true. They, it's true. Kelly brings it from Earth, and he's like having a an absolute, uh, you know, he's in heaven. So yeah. millions of dollars doesn't get you very far on Mars, you know. No, it doesn't. And then the the other one, it's uh, Maya, right? The blonde, the blonde girl, the 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 striker, the the the, the one who the talked about the diplomatic community thing. Yes. No, no, that's Samantha. That's Samantha. Samantha thank you. Okay, yeah. sorry. She has like a lot uh, to lose at, at this point, I, I guess. I mean, if anybody were to be held responsible for the things that happened, it would be her. So like, I, 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 I get her position of the, not wanting to cross the line either. Like, She's definitely else? the fall guy. She's yeah, definitely the fall guy here. But, but, she exactly. did, but before that, like moments before that, when they heard about the explosion, she said, this has gone far enough. This has gone far enough. We didn't want, you know, she, she was going to, end the strike yeah and then dev comes to end the strike and she's like wait a minute he just wants to buy us off i'm like isn't that what you're striking for for safety which they're giving you money and for money yeah like what more are we doing here like what do you want the ship to be named after you Uh, i don't know i I have a feeling like if something goes wrong with her installing the discriminator or whatever she has to do with that machine dev is totally gonna just let her take the fall for this Oh, I could see that for sure. I mean, wouldn't this be like treason or something? Like, I don't know. Like, you're screwing over America. I mean, other countries too. I can't see how this is not illegal in every possible way. It's got to be. But the only thing I will say is that technically, technically, no one owns this damn asteroid. Technically. It's whoever is able to, it's, you know, finders, keepers, winners, you know, losers, weepers. Losers, weepers, yeah. So nobody, America doesn't own Goldilocks and neither no. does Russia. It's pretty much whoever can get Goldilocks is the one who wins. And Danielle Poole is not cunning enough to know that Dev would do something like put an inside man on the ship who's going to work on, in his favor, in his, for his agenda yeah. rather than for her agenda. She's going to lose her control. Like after this goes wrong, like let's say Dev gets the, the asteroid. Yeah. They will immediately take Danielle down. Uh, Gore, it'll be like Gore's call. It'll be oh, like yeah. Danielle allowed this to happen ever since she took over, and then her legacy will hit. She'll hate Ed forever, and yeah. um, and then who knows what's gonna happen with Ed here? Because nothing seems to change Ed. Uh, Kelly gets there, he doesn't change at all. Uh, he has to babysit Alex for like three days, and at, on day one he loses the kid. Day two he send he's sending him in an air vent to go steal yeah. uh, a box in a room that he doesn't know what has what hazards are in there. Yeah. And he had to climb and then hear things fall, which again, it was, it was, look, the way that this show just kills people off. No, I Alex was really was nervous about, about the freaking yeah. boxes in there. Um, but no, like I, 
I don't, I don't, I don't want to say nothing's changing, Ed. I mean, I do feel like we kind of got like a little heart to heart moment with Ed and, and Alex in, in episode eight, where he was reading a story from, from the book to him. Like we, we yes. did get this little intimate moment. He's there. getting closer to him. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I, I mean, this, this guy's, Ed's been isolated for like how many years at this point on Mars? Like he, like his, he doesn't have a lot to live for on earth other than Kelly, but now now she's on mars again but um yeah one could argue that even these illegal activities ed's doing with with alex is a bonding oh yeah totally totally is yeah because if ed could fit in that damn vent he'd go in the vent you know so it's one of those things where ed is very much like a he's kind of like like uh just the kratos from god of war he's just gonna like send send his son into the deep end of the pool and like let him either sink or swim like that's it yeah speaking of alex uh, apparently his health is recovering pretty swiftly on mars like his his lungs work better with this gravity so he's literally a martian he is actually a martian and i don't know how he's gonna find a suitable like you know partner for himself you know what girl is gonna be born on mars and you know we have to have like a race of martian people you know so yeah is there going to be a girl they bring over from Earth who's going to be... Because that's where this show is going, right? They steal the asteroid. This is what happened. This is what mm-hmm. has to happen. They steal the asteroid. Okay. Deb mm-hmm. becomes the badass, you know, figure, like mythical figure almost. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he is um, Harry Seldon on Mars. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Foundation reference for yeah, the show. Yes. It. Yes. Um, Alex grows up. Next season, we do a time skip, like maybe 10 years. He's 17, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. He wants to be an astronaut, astronaut like his mother and like his grandfather, legendary astronauts. He's yeah. like the most famous man outside of Earth, right? Mm-hmm. Royalty on Mars, okay? And now they want to go to the next planet. And Alex has to, he's doing, you know what I mean? That's how mm-hmm. this show goes. This is what should happen. And then we're attached to Alex. Like I, I will say I'm more attached to Alex than I am to kelly almost i i'm i'm with you on that because like i just feel like there's a lot of development that that could happen there like we've already seen kelly's character develop quite a bit but yeah i mean alex is just is very different man like it's first multiple. person to be born in space yeah. like that's pretty cool yeah. um and he's i mean he's young like we could have a really solid time jump and yep. be carried along with his character like he could mm-hmm. be a really powerful character if we have a really big time jump kelly's gonna be old Kelly's the only way be like her mom was in the last season. And I think the only way to have Alex be an interesting character is if they steal this asteroid. Yeah, it, it's got to happen. Look, it's got to happen. Um, I wonder if we're going to end up seeing life on Mars or like life created on Mars. And I don't I don't mean just like people having kids. Like, I, I mean, like greenery. Trees. Yeah, like, are we gonna superheat the planet or whatever needs to happen? Well, I don't, I don't believe you could do times. that. I, I don't think you could do that with people on the planet. Well, I mean, it's not like you're, it's not like you're making it the planet like two hundred degrees or something, right? Like you're, you're heating up the the like the polar caps. The both, right? both, yeah, both. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it. I feel like you could do that. Um, well, was that when? You, did you see the scene where Kelly goes to the Korolev crater? Yeah. Right, and it's all white. Yeah, was that snow? 
I think it's ice, bro. Like it's I, ice. I just, that's, I just that's, think it's that's, like hella, hella cold there. Like that's how like, I saw you gotta, it. Like there's probably life somewhere in there. Would be my guess. I mean, well, like if there's uh, ice. Something water. that we've seen. She's been building. Yeah, ice and water. Uh, she's been building these these bots to go find living things. I don't know. I, well, I she has like something's got to come of this, right? Like you, she you hasn't returned something back. alive. Some other technological advance that that we might get from that. Uh, I don't know medicine or whatever. Who knows? And then. I mean, it would be pretty cool to see them like colonize Mars and and basically like, I don't know, have greenery, have have Mars contain oxygen in an atmosphere so that you could then go outside of all of these like uh, little little huts, what uh, homes, whatever the 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 what do you, what do you want to call this? Like the base? No idea. You the could base, go outside of the whatever. base yeah. and just walk outside. Like you don't need suits. Like that would open up a lot in the world for just building up a, a civilization and going to mine other resources that you it's really difficult to because you don't have an oxygen tank you got a suit on you only last for so long out there it might be neat like I, I could maybe see that being a thing kelly had a face that she discovered something that she was looking for but she hasn't returned back to happy valley mm. so we don't know what that was but when she looked at her computer yeah. at the crater she obviously found something that she was looking for which i believe has to be a living organism because that's what she was there for. She has those robots that can go into the cave and detect heat signatures, right? That's what she yeah. was mentioning. So there, she must have discovered something on Mars um, that exists. That is that is life. So yeah. that that'll be interesting to see where we go from there. But yeah, I I read it the same way as you did. I could have swore that that was snow, and I just I wonder where it goes from there, and I wonder. I'm hoping next episode is the Goldilocks, you know, heist. And then that's that episode 10 is simply just for wrapping things up. Yeah. I mean, I, I they, they could <clears throat> push it to episode 10 and, and have that be the heist. And we end with a successful, uh, well, robbery of this asteroid. And then we begin mining it. And then maybe that's kind of where it, it cuts off. Like I could kind of see that be the end of the show. Though I, I would look forward to having the highest be next episode because we, we built up to it so much. I mean, Samantha at the end of the episode, F me, you know, she's she's about yeah. to swap she's out the discriminator. I just think she realizes how difficult it's going to be to swap out the discriminator. Does she have to swap um, out the whole thing or just cha- slide a card in there or something? No, it's it's the whole, it's the oh, piece geez. of hardware. It's like, it's like, a, it's like one of those audio racks. Like you got to take the, take the rack off and you got to swap it out with another. While Holy there's like 10 moly. people around you, like that's going to be... She's going to have to like cause a distraction or yeah, something, yeah, man, something. And, and be quick. Like, And they're going to arrest her the moment she does it pretty much. Do you think she's going to get caught? Like, Oh, yeah. Could... You can't do that and not get caught. Someone's going to be like, wait, stop her. And then discriminator is yeah. going to go in there and then they're going to like, she's going to have to answer for her crimes, but it's going to be too late. The asteroid's already going to be stuck in Mars orbit and you got to deal with her. And then Dev's going to give her a high position. That's um, crazy. Because Dev at the end of the day has... If he can do this, like he has all the cards. If he has this damn asteroid, they have to deal with him. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I, or they I, could hijack it back. They could hijack it back and just be like, "All right, Dev, you're out of here, and we're taking back control." And too yeah. bad. Th- there has to be violence. I think there's going to be a lot of death that occurs in the next two episodes. If I had to guess, so, I mean, the, everybody here couldn't even, yeah, you know, tow the uh, asteroid. Uh, over towards Mars at the beginning of this episode without having a catastrophe. So I would imagine there's going to be more death. There actually hasn't been that much in this season. I think only three people have died. 
two people on the asteroid. Begin, yeah, and then the one in in the in the like uh, the thing that blew up on Mars. When yes, trying one to person bypass. Died yeah, so that that's that's three people. I don't think anybody else is. Oh no no um, Svetlana the the guy that she killed. So that's four people. Four people. Yeah. Did he die? I think he died. I don't think he died. I don't know. Maybe we didn't hear, find out if he died. I mean, I know I she was sent back to Russia, but I don't. I don't believe he died. If I had to guess, but I could be wrong. And there have been a bit, everyone, all the critics in the audience, I'm like, I'm oh, just catching to a little bit of research before they, you know record, <laughs> right? And can't even find out if a character's dead or not. I'm thinking back to like six episodes. A, Come on, a million char- more characters here than a Shakespeare play in this damn series. Um, okay, so we end up with Margot finding out about Irina being the handler. Aleda wants to keep strictly business with Margot. We don't know what's going to happen with Margot. So there's just a big question mark about her fate and whether she ever returns back to Russia. Yeah. We got the nations of America and pretty much the whole M7 alliance that is trying to steal, not steal, bring Goldilocks to Earth. Uh, we have Dev trying to thwart that plan. Sam in position to begin the operation, unless that was a practice run and she's going to go back up there on another episode. But I believe that was the operation beginning. At least that's what it felt like to me. It felt um, like it was the operation. Like it felt like we're there. Yeah. Like we're we're about to see this thing go down. Kelly is on her way back from Korolev Crater, hopefully with some readings of life on Mars, which would really be interesting. Uh, another that would be just another interesting uh, thread to end the. That'll probably be something that if if they do the whole Goldilocks um, heist next episode, mm-hmm. Kelly comes back to the ship in episode ten and says, "Forget the asteroid." There's life on Mars, and then end of season or something like that. You know? <laughs> I love the voice. Great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's uh, I'm hyped. I'm hyped for episode nine. I will say that. Same. I'm I'm happy that it's coming soon. We got we got a few more days. I also can't believe that this is going to be the last episode of the year. I, I'm I know. feeling kind of nostalgic for that. For some, like it's just like what crazy. A it's a whole another year under our belts doing this. It's nuts. A, a whole another year of doing this. A whole lot more people listening these days. We're about to cross three hundred thousand plays on Spotify uh, any day now, and um, a lot more on Apple. Even though I think a lot of people are leaving Apple to Spotify, which hey, I hundred percent support uh, your decisions to do that because Spotify has treated us very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're seeing a lot of migration over from Apple to Spotify, it seems, in the numbers. And uh, yeah, th- uh, thank you all for tuning in. Zach, how did you even, en- how'd you enjoy the holiday season? We haven't really even talked about uh, what was done, uh, what wasn't done. It's been great. You know, the, uh, You've been and, taking some time off a little bit, no? You got yeah. a little bit of R&R? Been taking some time off, spending some time with the baby, which has been fun. My wife's Good. sister's in town, so... Our baby's hanging out with their baby, so it's it's been interesting, but it it's been it's been fun, restful. Uh, got to watch a, a decent amount of uh, television, though it was mostly just holiday movies. So you got the yeah. typical like Home Alone, and you know, I actually haven't watched Die Hard. I don't, I don't, I think I'm in the boat that Die Hard isn't really a Christmas movie. It's just a no. great all around movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's not yeah. not my favorite, but you know, it's yeah. a classic. It's a classic. It's How a classic. about you? Very chill, very chill. Uh, you know, new new niece in the family. Hung out with some family, played some golf, um, celebrated a few birthdays. Nice. And yeah, mainly just been planning for twenty twenty four, and uh, not really taking a vacation this time of the year. This time, but just kind of taking it a little slower. And yeah. that's that's pretty much it. I'm looking forward to twenty four, 
And, and we should have a good number of shows. I mean, we covered about seven shows this year on Story Archives. Yep. And um, we're start. We're going to be doing a lot more. We're going to be thinking about changing our approach to how we cover shows in 2024 for the sake of trying to cover more uh, and to just kind of gauge um, audience interest, right? So yeah. for shows that we're interested in in the future, if you made it this far in the episode, we're probably going to approach, unless it's a show that we are wholly uh, excited for, that we absolutely want to do episodically, we're probably going to be treating it with a pilot, then a mid-season and a finale if it carries us through. But we're going to mainly let the audience dictate in some cases, not in every case, because that's not really uh, the vibe here in terms of like, we talk about what we want to talk about mm-hmm. and the, and those who like it, you know, hopefully we attract those and, and maybe you're open-minded to, to like the things, the shows that we're watching. But um, if we see a show that, and eh, we did a couple episodes and it's not really clicking with the audience and we don't really like it, we might just move on and not cover it. Or we may do something where we do finish the season, but we're not going to do it episodically. And we may just do a pilot episode and a, or a premiere episode and a finale episode or, and a mid season maybe. But um, that's kind of the way we're gauging it so that we can take in more TV shows and go from there. But we're going to be rounding out for all mankind and Monarch in the next two weeks. And then we'll be jumping into Masters of the Air, I think it's called, on Apple TV mm-hmm. with a star-studded cast. Austin Butler's in that one. A, a bunch of really famous actors are in there. Uh, I think freaking Jude Law's son is is in Masters of the Air. There's a whole lot of actors that are in, uh, let me see, Masters of the Air. It's it's uh, based on, it's pretty much following up Band of Brothers. It's from Spielberg's company, I believe. Uh, and the Pacific. Direct- and the Pacific, freaking huge budget, uh, to anywhere like from two fifty to three hundred million they spent on this show, Crazy. Uh, based based on the novel Masters of the Air, America's bomber boys who fought the air war against Nazi Germany, uh, directed by a freaking star, Carrie uh, Joji Fukunaga, who's a, an animal. He's just he's just a beast. Um, Spielberg actually has, I think, his son is in this. Um, it's from Spielberg this and, as well. and Tom Hanks. Yeah, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sawyer Spielberg is in the show, who's his father's uh, uh, Steven Spielberg. Barry Keoghan's in this, who's amazing. Uh, he's just got, he was nominated for an Oscar for Banshees of Inishirin, I believe. Oh, nice. And uh, he was in a movie called Saltburn that I haven't watched, which seems like a talented Mr. Ripley ripoff mm. uh, that starred Matt Damon and Jude Law coincidentally enough because Jude Law's son is in Master of the Year but um, that movie just came out like last month <laughs> I haven't checked it out it kind of looks like a like an acid dream that movie if you watch the trailer this kind of looks really weird but um, <laughs> but yeah that's that's pretty much it we got Master of the Year coming up I'm doing Hard Knocks every Tuesday pretty much mm. and uh, that will be going on as long as the Dolphins are in the playoffs which if they make it to the Super Bowl and win It'll go down as the greatest sports documentary of all time. Uh, biased, you know, a little biased, but I don't think there's ever been a documentary just happening coincidentally at the same time as a team going to the championship and winning it. Other than maybe Last Dance, the Michael Jordan Last Dance documentary, but even that I don't believe had all access to them when they were in the finals. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I can't comment on that one. I'm, I, I don't. I don't follow sports that closely. Hey, but you've been trying lately. I've, 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 trying, I've seen yeah. a, I've seen an uptick in your in your in your football interest lately. It's so ba- the baby likes football for some reason. I don't, I don't know what's going on with her, but uh, 
Yeah. Does she I, really? I just, like, what do you, how does she act when football's in t- on TV? Oh, she's she just, just engaged. She's really? Just like, oh, yeah. She she likes watching it. She's, I I think she likes the bright colors and motion and all that oh, good stuff. Okay. But, yeah, yeah. Um, don't no, take, this, I mean, away. Don't take this away from but her. She likes a, no, she likes a few things. She loves Hallmark. Uh, okay. so she, she watches like Hallmark her movies all the okay. time. Exactly. Um, and then I should, she sees, I should have messed with the audience. Like like, okay, so she's like her father. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I watch it because it's on, but I mean, what am I going to do? Turn it off? When, women in Hallmark, it's like, it's a kryptonite. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's because it's mom. predictable, right? Like, every movie is the same. Yeah. Right? Like, like you you know, every movie ends the same with, with Hallmark, right? Um, but no, she likes, she likes Hallmark and she likes football for some reason. Weird combo, but. Hey man, I'd be if it's I'd on, be she, she's just chill. Like she'll she'll be calmer a, a bit longer than normal. She's watching something else. I'd be careful how loud you say that in your house about Hallmark because that might be fighting words for you. And just I don't want to see any any negative things happen <laughs> over there. So, <laughs> oh man, all good. All right, let's do some categories for these episodes and uh, round it out. And we'll see y'all on in the new year. Let's do it. So let's start with uh, episode seven. Favorite character. Oh. Oh, let's just do seven and eight. All right. All right. All right. We could do seven <sighs> and eight. I think it's the same for both. <sighs> let's 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 say it on one. Ready? Okay. All right. On, on zero. On zero. Because I gotta say okay, one. Okay. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Ed Baldwin. I was gonna say. It. I thought you were gonna say zero. My bad. My bad. No, I, I gonna say zero. It on zero. Right. I was gonna say that. De- I'm. I said Dev. Dev for sure from episode seven. Dev was a good one. Dev was a good one. I, it, uh, Dev I feel for like it's seven been a while and then Ed. Oh. I loved Ed's face at the end of seven, where it's and did you see that mischievous Ed Baldwin face like that? Yeah, kind of looks like evil Jack Nicholson when he has that face looking down like that. Yeah, getting hyped up. That was great. All right, favorite scene. Ah, oh, it's the outro with De- it's the ending of the strike with Dev, and then it's it the, the how would you like to help me steal the steal an asteroid? Yeah, and the DMX hit that was amazing, dude. Yeah, that was that was solid. I liked the uh, the whole it's just ending the strike thing. Like that was a nice that was a nice yeah. move. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about favorite line? I I feel like I've got mm. one from. You're out of luck there, pal. Maybe you're you're out of luck. I I am not writing favorite lines unless they stick out to me. So nothing stuck out to me. There was the one that Dev said to uh, Miles, where he was like, "I want to be a millionaire, or you want to be a billionaire." Yeah, I wrote I wrote down one from Dev too, but it's what he says to Ed, where he says, "Be yourself, share your passion." When he talks about how to relate to Alex, so yeah, um, I thought that was pretty pretty nice. Honestly, I kind of wrote that down. I was like, you know, whenever I have kids, like. I, you know, I feel like that's actually legit good advice. Like if you share your passion of who you are and don't fake it, like your kids will be most interested in that version of yourself rather than some fake version you're trying to be, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a very deep, deep right? line. <laughs> yeah. I thought it, I thought uh, it was no, good. I, I get it. It, it. it is a good one. Yeah. The the other one I would pick, honestly, was just, it was, I think that's it's me. from your favorite scene. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Which was ending the episode of uh, episode seven, which is, yeah. you want to steal an asteroid with me? Yeah, yeah, that was so, great. That was that was just epic. But yeah, the, Dev's, had, Dev's had almost every epic scene this season so far. He, that dude, scene, he's been solid this season. When solid. Kelly comes into his office and says, I, "I'm sorry, Dev, but I can't leave my son behind," and freaking Dev is just crying. <laughs> you know, he's just crying with the rain coming yeah. down, and he's saying, oh, "Kelly, 
I'd okay. be happy to have you. So I was like, damn, bro, this guy's gonna make me cry over here. <laughs> no, he's he's been great this this season. But yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Them's the categories. That's it. That's it. All right, man. Well, until next time, y'all. We'll see you for Monarch, our doubleheader of Monarch, probably Wednesday, if I had to guess, and then we'll be back to single episodes. Unless we change our mind and then just end the whole season with a doubleheader. But I feel like episode nine might be so good that we have to just do it for all mankind. Episode yeah. nine. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of For All Mankind by Story Archives. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Apple and Spotify podcasts primarily. You can visit us on YouTube at Soapbox Podcast Network. You can visit our website at soapbox.house. Email us at contact at soapbox.house. And we do have a link in the description below for our newsletter. Hope to see you there. Love it. Uh, make sure, as always, guys, like the show, subscribe. It always helps us. And help us keep like shattering. Keep on hitting us with those reviews. I like reading the good ones. Uh, so <laughs> Same. Uh, though I do get a chuckle from the bad yeah. ones. I'm just like... Wow, you yeah, petty yeah, yeah. person. But thank you all. Uh, <laughs> until next time.